What's up, everybody? This is Keeks from Here's a Podcast. You're happy now. Welcome to episode 70, episode 70, as our neighbors to the south and to the east say. We've got a packed episode for you this week. So much content. We're talking, are puppies harder to raise than babies? The answer is yes. We're talking, my weird phobia with eggs. Where did it come from? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. We're talking trail mix. What is the deal with trail mix? Why does it exist? So we're talking all of this and so much more. We hope you enjoy the episode. Please pardon a little bit of background noise, a little bit of feedback we've got going on. It has to do with our computers and how loud they are. You shouldn't notice it. It's pretty quiet. If it does bug you, just pretend you're in a helicopter and consider yourself lucky you even have a podcast. You cretin. You big baby. A little bit of feedback make you go cry cry. Sorry. All right. I'm getting I'm getting cued off. So without further ado, here's episode 70. I'm getting the red light. Let's get a little weird. Let's have some fun. Enjoy the episode. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. You're really happy now. Your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. We've got Nick recording from Brooklyn. I'm recording from Mountainous and Altered Heavy. This is Park, Colorado, where there is a collection of predators that are just scoping out my dogs. Welcome to episode 70. Welcome. There's a collection of predators scoping out me over here. I bet there are. In the heart that, of the city. Hair, with yeah. that hair, I bet there are. Yeah, I'm bringing a new look to the pod this week. <laughs> It's, I love it. It's It's got me pumped up. I'm ready to play basketball, strangely enough, seeing you like that. What I'm trying to do is, like, mood board out how I feel about Do you think about... I'm trying to think about my personal fashion more, and it's not going great. I'm not... I'm someone who likes it, but never can execute on fashion, and one of it is, like, maybe I should be mood boarding out what I want more, and one of them is, like, 70s tennis player slash basketball player. I think you could... I mean, you're pulling it off fine right now. Thanks, I'm dude. I'm in that as well. I've got, I've got a younger sister who's under 20, over 18. And she uh, asked me the other day, she said, who do you think is a better style sense, me or Keegan? And I said, the fact you have to ask means it's me. And she disagreed. And I'm, I'm just experimenting. I just don't wear shoes anymore. So yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm walking on cactus with my bare feet out here. I'm feeling, I'll be honest, I feel like we had a little bit of a hangover after, after a uh, top five episode 69. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think we talked about how 69 is easily top five sexual positions behind missionary. And I think that, that last episode was a top five episode from us, which is good. It's been a while since we had, I mean, I think every episode of ours is one of the best podcasts of all time. We kind of raise the bar every week, but it's been a while since we've had one where it was just super fun to record and it just clicked. Barely had to edit it. You know, I just, I just unleashed it. We got to get into my the eyes. lab to figure out what the, what's making it so good, you know? Right. A test tube podcast episode, baby. Yeah. Cause that yeah, was taking good. our babies out of the oven, out of the bread oven. We're putting them in the test tube. We're getting down onto a microscopic DNA level. And you know, 69 is a lot of episodes, and we've definitely got our hits, and we've got our ones that go slower. And I was recently listening to a different podcast, and they were celebrating their 200th episode. And now they're freaking huge, these guys. So I kind of was thinking, like, we're on on the right track. I think so, too. Even they were disappointed that you listened to another podcast. I I I never listened to more than 15 minutes of it. I listened to one other podcast that I listened to all the way through, and as you know... It's yeah. probably not great for being part of the industry as a podcaster, but I'm not. I'm very rarely a podcastee. I do not. Yeah, that's fair. I do not enjoy the art form. Yeah, if you want us on your podcast, go ahead and fight, fuck, fight right off. Yeah, all right, we, we do not do cross promotion. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to be guests <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> you fucking podcasts losers. Suck. <laughs> we're not doing that. We'll think of no, another strategy to get, get the name yeah. out there. Yeah, find your own guests. Yeah. You know, if we don't have guests on our podcast, we're not going to be guests on your podcast, and that's final. 
DM us privately yeah, at please, Priest Podcast. We'll do anything. I'll go on any podcast. Happy now. No, no pronunciation, no apostrophe, no question mark. Uh, welcome How, to episode 70. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, my week was tough. Well, this um, is probably why. Yeah, let's segue right into it. So, uh, we got a new puppy. Not going to go on all the details. We, it wasn't a surprise puppy. We knew it was coming for a while. The, the biggest thing that's come into my mind with the difficulty of having a puppy is um, I'm 99% sure that having a puppy is more difficult than having a baby. I think a lot of people would disagree with. Yeah, it's a controversial take. There are a few controversial takes in this podcast, um, but I'm pretty dead set on this. I, I, it started like every revolution. It started as just a thought in one man's mind, and it just grew. I, I was sitting at the table. This puppy was peeing, shitting everywhere, biting, eating my foot, and I was like, you know what? No, this is harder than having a baby. And I think it, I think it, with the exception of one level, there's one level which doesn't really even count that discounts it. But I'm, I'm all, for, I mean, I'm completely, I am 100% at this point having a puppy harder than having a baby. Well, you uh, defend your argument though. Like I need to hear a Fair. five. Par- okay. Give me the five paragraph essay. Sure. Okay. So I mean, I guess everyone's got their hit list of like ev- when we talk babies, everyone's got a hit list, right? Everyone's got their list. Which babies of- they're gonna kill. Yeah, which babies are they going to take out next? Which babies are going to whack? You Who's know? on my baby hit list? <laughs> stupid joke. Yeah, stupid joke. Could come back to bite oh, you just bubble, You just threatened a <laughs> baby. I didn't say what to you. said you You just oh, you made a specific. clues. I think oh, that sorry, would, I was talking I about the cartoon. I was talking about the cartoon. <laughs> the <laughs> um, He's so sorry about your parents. Um, baby's fine. Everyone's got their list of things that they think is hard about having a baby, right? And I just think that for every one of those things, a puppy is harder. Okay. Number one, we can talk. We can talk the obvious one that comes. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about a baby? Uh, crying. Crying. Puppies cry too, all the fucking time. Do they really? Ever I mean, heard, I've had a, ever puppy heard a puppy a long time. Ever heard a puppy howl? It's probably terrible. It's haunting. Yeah, it's haunting, and it's not as simple as like I'm hungry or like I want you to hold me. It's just like I don't want to be. You know, we're keeping the puppy in a crate. We'll get to that soon. And it's just, it's loud. I know a baby's cry is loud too, but a puppy, it howls. What's the next thing you think about when you think about babies? Pooping. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the big one. All right. This is the one that really pushed me over the edge. Babies poop and that sucks. You have to clean up the poop. You have to clean up the pee. But they poop in a contained space most of the time. Yeah, 99% of the time they've got a diaper. Puppies just shit and piss everywhere. And you have to do the same level of, you're not wiping the puppy's asshole. Although you might have to. I was going to say, like you're wiping, you do. You're wiping shit off the floor and off the rug. That sucks. How do you, how do you train it to yeah. go outside? I don't know. I'm actively... I, when I wrote this blog, the puppy... I had to watch the puppy for two days ago for the entire morning. Puppy... And I was like blogging, but also trying to pay attention to the puppy. Puppy pissed inside three times. Three what? times, just pissed inside. Just squats down and just goes for it? Yeah. Barely, barely squats. His tail goes up. That's how you know. And he just pisses everywhere. <laughs> this morning, I had the puppy for an hour, and like I looked, and there were wet footprints on the ground, and he just said pissed on the floor. Yeah, and it's that's like pretty he horrible. knows that he. It's not like he won't piss outside. It's just but like he just prefers pissing on the floor. He, he gets yeah, the he zoomies too. He starts sprinting oh God, around. Dude. I have a cat. And then he, that's and horrible. that's like the clue that he's gonna shit is if he starts sprinting around everywhere. He'll attack something and then just squat down and just poop on the floor. That's pretty terrible. Babies don't shit on the floor. Dog. No, babies don't shit on the floor, right? That's yeah. the other part of it. It's just like there's a there's a similar amount of cleanup 
there's also something of like you kind of know what's like I'm more familiar with human food when a baby shits like sure there's gonna be a good shit and a bad shit I imagine yeah definitely but like I know it's it's human shit it's fine dogs you just don't know what's going on you know dogs trying to eat its own shit babies aren't trying to eat their own shit I think it comes down to the bigger point puppies versus babies is that like babies are stupid like they're stupid literally I hate I'm not to even say, sure they're, baby? I'm not even sure you can call them stupid. Like they, they don't even have function. Yeah, they're like barely stupid because they don't even think. I don't think. I think they just right. Fe- I think like if only you got feeling. a baby, if you got a baby, like best case scenario, your baby's stupid. Worst case scenario, your baby can't even be judged yet. Right. It's like it's just it's it's Play-Doh. Right. Like what you and I wrote about. I blogged this and what I I think the biggest thing with the baby is like you just can't be stupid. Right. You know, you can't put the baby in a place where it's in danger. But, like, if you build a little baby-proof playpen and you make sure it doesn't, like, eat rat poison, it's probably going to be fine. That's a pretty you good know? argument. You, like, turn the baby on its back. It can't turn over. Like, the baby's helpless. You put it in a little chair. Puppy's like, we have an enclosure for this thing. It can't go all over the house. Because every time I bring it in the office, it makes it 30 seconds and pisses on the floor. Yeah. Like, it, it, it eats chair, goes for the internet wires, goes for my computer cord, sprints around for a second... Suddenly, it's peeing and pooping everywhere. That's it's pretty just bad. Like it feels feels a carpet and knows it can do it. And like puppies are smart enough that they can get themselves in real trouble. Yeah. You know. Like, and here's the thing: I think babies can graduate to be more difficult than puppies. If a baby right? came out at two years old, it'd be a much, it'd be a totally different conversation. Different story, right? If the baby can waddle, if the baby can walk. Like puppies are just mobile, right? Like They're that puppy could machines. run out the door and get eaten by an eagle. Literally, that's a worry. That's something we talk about. Is like puppy might get eaten by an eagle or a coyote. It's a fat yeah. puppy. I don't think it's that big of a risk, but it's a possibility. I don't know. You saw um, a video of the that eagle carrying that shark. Yeah, eagles are strong. Yeah, eagles are built to carry fat puppies. Oh uh, yeah, so I wouldn't underestimate just, birds of prey. It's just, uh, yeah. I just I think bathroom cleanup, hurting oneself. It's just chaos. It is only it literally only sleeps and it destroys. And there are moments of calm when it doesn't know what to destroy yet. But it eats everything. Chews on hands. It's, yeah. it's teething. So it chews you got to take it out in the middle of the night too, right? Like you have to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I remember that when I had a puppy as a kid. And like in the middle of the night, she would cry. And like my dad would have to go down on his boxers and like go out into the freezing cold and like stand waiting for her to go to the bathroom and then bring her back in. And I was just like, man, that's it's the time I was so fun. psyched to have a dog. But even then I was like, that sucks for him. Yeah. It's just not very fun. And it, it is... Um, like, for couples that are thinking about getting a dog, like, I think part of it is I'm just, one, this puppy is, I think this breed of dog is difficult, known to be difficult to have as a puppy. It's, like, right. not recommended to be your first dog. And I think I'm taking more care of the puppy than I typically have with puppies in the past. But part of that is this dog is just time maintenance, you know? Like, it's just, it's much easier to be a good dad than it is to be a good puppy owner. That's fair. <laughs> take hot take the one the only the only factor that confuses it for me is the level of fear about something dying you're so much more afraid for your baby so that's the one that's the one right okay so here's the thing though is that yes. might be a false that might be a false equivalency for you right. it, well, it may not happen but you're definitely right. a lot more afraid with the puppy I you're think like, you, yeah, it you must be afraid that your baby's gonna die because it's like it's genetically yours evolution right but I don't think we're super far from evolution also having taught us that we need to care for our dogs. That's, you know, we've had dogs for long enough, culturally, and, yeah. right? We're like, if, if this puppy dies on my watch, 
Oh, given, your mom's gonna kick the shit out of you. She'd be so yeah. Mad. She's gonna fucking beat the shit out of me. Given like it didn't grow in someone's womb for nine. Well, it grew in someone's womb, but yeah. not like a, my my wife's womb or <laughs> my you wife. know, anyone's for nine months, right? And so I guess like if the puppy dies, like it sucks. We cry. In the words of my younger sister, "Dog dead, new dog." Like we just buy a new dog eventually. Not as dog easy to dead, do if you're new dog. <laughs> not as easy to do with a kid. So that is the one piece where it's like. What is the? I think you're sad both times, right? Oh, but there's for just, sure. But there's just your your rebound. I think is a little slower with a with a kid. I think so too. So I think that's a valid point. So I think best. I think best we can say. I think the only thing we can say is it's inconclusive. Is it, is a puppy harder than having a baby? It's inconclusive. inconclusive. That's not where I thought you would go. That's a very unusual Keegs take to be like, you know what? I just don't think we have enough information to make a call yet. And hey. Yeah, I just think, I don't think, you know, I think it takes there's a wise a man lot, to know when he doesn't know enough. I think there's a lot of evidence pointing to puppies harder than kids. Yeah. You know, uh, would a jury overlook the ninth piece of, the, you know, the ninth witness? You know, the whole death card, would they overlook that? Who am I to say? Depends on the jury. I'm the lawyer, you know? Is it a jury, jury of my peers? Is it a jury of a baby's peers? Hard to say. Right, right. I will say, and if you're a new father, feel free to pitch in. I've had one already reach out to me and tell me I'm right. I'll say that. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, we got to get some We gotta get some of that on the pod because you and I are desperately lacking in father, fatherhood experience. Yes, we've had one experience and it didn't end well for anybody. At this point, we need party. to have a kid just to, for content's sake. Just to just, prove it. Just yeah. to prove we can. Just to prove that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not sterile. Yeah. Who said that? We got the ant farm to prove we were dads. And just like every failure, you should come back and do the same thing again with higher stakes. Yeah. Hey, this is a really random uh, pet fatherhood question. Sure. It's going to take 15 seconds. You'll probably edit it out. Uh, Okay. Reptiles you would get. Rank them. Snake, lizard, turtle. Turtle, lizard, snake. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, no problem, man. Speaking of reptiles and, and eggs and that kind of thing. Yeah, good um, transition. Thanks, man. That means you can't. We're doing blog of, <laughs> blog of the week. Blog of the week. Blog of the week. So a lot of good blogs this week. It was good. You blog did great. Week. I read them. They're good. I appreciate that. Thank you. So again, at here's a blog dot com. How did I get that domain? No one knows. I can sell it at any time because I own that domain. It's mine. That's pretty pricey. Yeah, I know. Because here's a blog dot com. How is that not taken? It's pretty. Now it is taken. We should consider changing the name of the blog. Who we white man? Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> I consulted on that title. I'm, I'm looking for you my did. 10%. You, that's true. You do get ten percent. Um, some good blogs this week. We we touched on everything. We touched. If you want to dive more into my arguments for um, for why puppies are harder to have than babies, it's on the blog. If you want to dive into the man who will emasculate you in terms of your Father's Day devotion. That's on the blog. We've got breast milk on the blog. We've got a TV show review that'll come up later on the blog. Bunch of stuff on the blog this week. Ten good stories. The story we're talking about this week is a woman in England, supermarket manager, trying to pass the time for COVID, decided, saw on Facebook that someone had taken eggs from a supermarket and hatched them. She wanted to do the same experiment, so she took eggs from her supermarket, duck eggs. um, Nice supermarket. Basically treated them is you want to treat eggs to hatch for a week or two, they hatched. They became chicklets, little duck chicklets. Um, that freaked me the fuck out um, for, a, for a number of reasons. But the biggest one is just like eggs scare me. Like I'm for being a big egg guy, I'm so at my core 
not an egg guy. I know that part of this is, you know, as humans, we have a certain level of, of dissonance between cognitive dissonance between like the animals we kill and what we eat. And I honestly don't think I have that for the most part. Like I'm not a hunter. I'm not a hunting guy. I never shot a gun, but I feel like if I, I appreciate the fact that like people who do hunt when they hunt for the right reasons have a connection to the animal that they're eating. And I honestly, I don't think this is like I'm in denial or I'm, I have a different view of myself than is real. I think if I was like out and I was somehow in a position where I wanted to hunt a deer and I was hunting a deer and I killed the deer, that I'd be able to eat it. Yeah. I don't feel that way with eggs. Like, I don't need my meat to be five steps removed from its source for me to eat it. I need my eggs to be like five steps removed from creature. Interesting. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum where like, when it came down to it, if you gave, if you handed me the bow and you're like, kill that deer, and you have to go skin it and drain its blood, I'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds pretty scary. But if you were like, go get those eggs and fry them up, I'd be like, okay, cool, I'll do that. Like, steal those eggs from those chickens. Like, with your bare right. hands and do it. I could do that. But I do think there's been a massive breach of the social contract, of which yes, I am under tacit understanding that... These eggs are not fertilized. I've just assumed that they've been zapped by like what, however many things need to zap it. How could it fall so through the cracks no like that? There's no possibility of hatching, right? Like I live in a parallel universe where what I'm eating isn't connected to life in any way. Right. I just mean like just keep the roosters out of there, isn't it? Or the the mallards, if it's a duck egg, isn't it that simple? It's like I'm not sure. You're on a freaking duck that... farm. It's you, get, you need a male duck there. If you're not gonna have them. Ha- do the become... eggs get hatched without so this is where i duck? wanted to go with it which is i do okay. not know how bird reproduction yeah. works to this day me neither but I know that ducks... it's still an animal there's an egg there's a sperm yeah. right. we gotta get together but i don't think it's like <laughs> hen lays eggs rooster goes and jerks off on top of them and they're like <laughs> no no, no it's not that it's not that <laughs> but i i guess i don't know either but mm. i'm mentally just disgusted by the possibility of like I'm eating a baby, a bird fetus. Yeah, a baby. Like, yeah, but fetus when I think about like egg yolk, I don't want to be thinking about that as like I'm eating the birth matter. No, it's you like know, eating the does placenta. this? Yeah, yeah, right. And we're anti-eating placenta, guys. We're We've heard that known many times, and it's yeah. not because I can judge it in any way. It's because I fear what I don't know, and exactly. I have no desire to know placenta at all. I have no desire to learn it. The placenta thing really, you know, opens up for a great comedic placenta versus polenta mix-up. I mix that up all. It took me a did while. Did I say to that in out. the last? Did I say that in the last time we talked about this? What's the? Uh, what's that song? Uh, came out late '90s, early 2000s. Ooh. Uh, about a woman having a, a baby in the car, and there's a placenta line. Oh, this is frustrating. Shit, I don't know. Hold on, let me do a quick... I The the melody of it, this is not a song I've thought about in years, but the melody of it is on the tip of my tongue. It's like done very much in a... It could have been sung by... It's like that alternative rock style. Is it I don't Lightning know. Crashes? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> yeah, and there's a placenta line in there, and for a while I always thought it was polenta, and I was Which... super confused. Oh, it's by live. Yeah, wow. You really nailed this, Keeks. 
You were the right there on like the genre, the va- yeah, everything. Well done. That's the tip of the hat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thematic song of the week is "Lightning Crashes" by Live. Hilarious. Somehow sung in it was either an acapella group I was in in high school or a chorus or something. Uh, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, that whole thing it just freaks me out. Like I have I eat basically two eggs a day, but I in my head have them so disconnected from like things that hatch and become life. Yeah. The supermarket's response to this was also super disappointing in my opinion, which was like, this never happens. The possibility of this happening is close to zero. And it's like, no, if one person saw someone else do it on Facebook and then tried it, then there's a concrete chance. There's a, it it's can't certainly not, more than it zero. It can't be a miracle. Yeah. Like I just refuse. It's not a miracle. There's no way. At it all. rocked my world. Because it like when you it's one of the, I couldn't eat sushi for years because of the, like the fish eggs on it just freaked me freaked me out. Oh, like, you, have, you certainly have a thing, huh? I certainly have a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it is for loving eggs as much as I do. I just I I think I just am ruling that cognitive dissonance kingdom. You know, I just I'm, yeah. I'm king of that kingdom. If you want to learn more about that, go to the deep lab. It's on the blog. Hell yeah. Um, tough week for me. Our next, we're jumping right into another segment, which I think I want to hear how you started thinking about this way better than. Oh, WBT, way better than WBT, way better yeah. than game. Because yeah. this is this one so this sort of out of nowhere, but I want to know about it. Yeah, so this week's WBT is individual items that make up trail mix versus trail mix as a whole. Is the sum greater than the whole of its parts? Yes, and is the whole greater than the sum of its parts? I'll never get that right. Yes, and I would say no. The whole is not I, greater. I, that, the the saying confuses me. Not a brain guy. You're saying the individual pieces are better than the yes. than the whole. Yes. And I say this as someone who, like, we've had trail mix just, like, as an item in our household for the past couple weeks. And I just don't like it. And it doesn't make any sense. I like every piece of the trail mix. But, like, together I just get a headache, you know? And it's just not... What's in your trail mix? What are the pieces? Okay, so I'm... This is important. I'm talking classic trail mix. I'm talking peanuts, raisins, M&Ms, maybe some other nut. Yeah. But, like, that's the baseline, right? It's peanuts, raisins, M&Ms. Maybe um, a dried fruit, like another dried fruit. Sure, yeah. I, I think I think there's no fast way to ruin a um, a trail mix and to put like uh, the dried bananas in there. That's just like the dumbest. Oh, we have dumbest move in the world. We have different trail mix. Yeah, tastes. it's just like dried bananas. They just flavor everything. They do. That is true. They flavor everything. They're strong. So I, guess I like my, dried bananas, but yes. My strong. point is like if you're eating trail mix, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Like. No piece of it is going to taste as good as the M M&M. and M. That's the. I that's like the, peanuts. That's the lynch. I like of the raisins. Conversation. Yeah, I like peanuts. I like raisins. If I had just a pack of peanuts, I'd be psyched. If I had a pack of raisins, I'd be like, I'm not a raisin connoisseur, but like I enjoy a pack of raisins. They taste fine. Yeah. If I have a pack, like there's if, just. I would even go as far as to say if you have peanuts and raisins, I'm happy. It's like again, I I I disagree on that. I disagree oh, for me, that. it's like sort of like a deconstructed PB and J. It's fine, but it's it's the same thing of like if I just eat for something about it just gives me a headache, and I just think I don't. It just sucks. Like it just sucks, and it's different. Like trail mix, it's 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 one of those things that like was built to be a food that you. It's like how can I get a concrete amount of energy in my body in a time where I need it, where I can't be carrying around like a fucking rotisserie chicken on this hike. I need trail mix. Mm -hmm. It's the same argument for like why British people liking fruitcake is trash. Because this was a concept that was designed in wartime, when rations right. were low, and you just threw whatever you had into a cake. That's great. More power to you. 
it got you through it got you through the tough times. There's no reason to eat it now, you know. We're not it just we're not eating it now. And it's the same thing with trail mix. It's like sure if I'm on a hike, maybe like if I need sustenance then I'll have trail mix. But it's not but like in my kitchen. Choice. My kitchen? Why would I have trail mix in a kitchen? Like it doesn't make any sense. Another take on this is a better version of trail mix is just peanut M and M's. That's that is true. I like mean, peanut M Ms are are I, the number one of all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I feel as strongly about trail mix. I, I like trail mix, but I, I I do agree with you though that it's like it's not a snack for the house. It's a special occasion are, outside yeah. the house snack. It's just like if I want to mix them that badly, I guess I would mix them. But I just would never. I never have a desire. If I'm never eating a pack of peanuts and being like, man, I wish that this I had was some trail raisins. mix. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? I agree. Like, I have to agree with picking that. Out. So I don't know. Way better then. Hate me if you will. That's my other controversial opinion this week. Hate yep. me if you will. It's just better. And I will say that there are alternative trail mixes that are just done way better. I just think the concrete peanut raisin M&M is yeah. just a stupid combo. It's just stupid. Just dumb. It's just dumb. So, way better then. Boom. Speaking of uh, controversial, July 4th is, is tomorrow. Big, yeah, I know. Big episode 70. We're recording this a little bit early because we got our 4th of July oh, weekends yeah, coming up. Oh, yeah, I just up. Pulled, up the cur- pulled the curtain back. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, no, dude, it's all right. Drop. It's our. I know. I know. Well, now they know that we care. Now that we know that we care, we don't need a yep. week in between podcasts. We can do five days. We can do three days. We can do one. Ep- we know we can do a podcast episode every day of the week if we wanted to. If we no want, yeah. I'm not sure the world is ready for that. Yeah, I don't think they are either. That yeah. much content. It's too much content. <laughs> My voice, it's like more of a once a week voice. You know, mine is probably more of a twice a week voice. But <laughs> but we're here. Fourth of July, a funny holiday. A lot of yeah. people are. This year's a tough one too. I feel like especially. Yeah. Well, I think right off the bat, like, 4th of July is, for the things that I love, I love drinking beer, love hanging out with the dudes, with anybody, love hanging out with anybody. All the things that make 4th of July great are things that I should love. And it's just, like, not a holiday I get super pumped up about. It's never been the case. And I've had good 4th of Julys, and I think part of that is I never had a great 4th of July. I had some really good ones, though. It's kind of tough to say that. The last one I had that I really loved was that I actually celebrated. I was at a wedding last year. It doesn't count. It was super fun, but it wasn't, we weren't celebrating 4th of July. It was in a steamboat Colorado and you just spent the day out at a pool. You just outside at a pool the whole day. I got second degree burns on my shoulders, but it was just a, it was just a day where I felt so intently like, Oh, this is the way this is supposed to be celebrated. You know, you're just right. out, you're, you're with people, you're outside and that's great. Um, that's obviously kind of difficult to do this year. Yeah, I was also gonna go not to not to dampen the spirit, but like, I think myself is having it, and others having a, a different relationship with with what feels like sometimes very blind patriotism. Yeah, that's also not to fair. say I I kind of I kind of had love Fourth of July. For me, Fourth of July has always been like a real family holiday. So we all get together. Mm. We're all at the beach. We barbecue. It's very like my Fourth of July was always pure Bruce Springsteen song. Fourth of July, like mm-hmm. you're at the Jersey Shore. There are fireworks. You're with your family. You've got a red solo cup. It's the dream. Yeah, you're living. The, Can't do it. That, that this is year. So Fourth of July. Right. I think there's, but but you know, I think I think it makes it a little different. I'm like, ah, oh, I guess I would be partying now normally, but it's probably a good time for me to think about the wrongs of right. the country as well. You yes, one hundred percent. Just think that's to say, definitely, that. no. I, but I, mean, I also yes, agree. I there it's like are... that plus quarantine is like a crazy, like oh man, this is a weird holiday this year. And it's already yes. kind of a weird holiday. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's. I think you're totally right. Like, I think in the past ten years, like, has there been a year where, where, I think the past ten years have been full of opportunities of like, looking at in the mirror and, you know, wondering 
what we're celebrating. And I think like this year more than any other year yeah. is, you know, a lot more on pulling back the curtain on like what the reality of the situation is, which is, uh, which is tough. And it's tough to feel like, I think people celebrate 4th of July for different reasons, right? Like Definitely. there are people, I've been to 4th of July celebrations that are like, you are celebrating America. You're celebrating the birth of America. That's difficult right now. I know people love 4th of July because like you said, you spend it with family. That's yeah. not super easy to do right now. People love 4th of July because they get to spend it with their friends. It's kind of where I fall. That's tough to do right now. The people who are set are fireworks people, which I don't totally understand. Like, I don't understand how fireworks became, like, <laughs> I'm just not a fireworks guy. Like, I like them and I'll enjoy them, but it just, I, I think, like, I grew up past, this isn't fair. I never was someone who, like, bought fireworks as a kid. And I'm, so I'm sure that there's a switch that flips if you can blow shit up as a kid. Were they legal when, where you were growing up? I don't think so. You know, I know like my two best friends would like smuggle fireworks from Mexico and right. they were pretty cool. <laughs> and like having been to homemade fire, I think homemade fireworks shows are sweet. I think, and I spent more time at, I actually went to a fireworks show with a new listener. Welcome to our podcast. Glad to have you on board. Um, a 4th of July party and her family did a home, a homemade fireworks show and oh, it was cool. incredible. Yeah. It was fun. really, really cool. And I think had I done that more at a younger age, I'd be more into fireworks not to say they're not beautiful. I, I think some of my bed great Fourth of July is where I'm on an apartment building and I'm looking out over fireworks going off. But that is always cool. But it's not like pumping me up for Fourth of July. I'm not like, <laughs> right, Fuck yeah, like, I get to go see bombs blow up in the air. Shoot some fireworks, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that speaks more to me than anything else. So it is a little bit of a weird Fourth of July. Um, what is what would your ideal Fourth of July be? Would it kind of be your classic, your classic family? No, I you know, like you got the grill going. Yeah, I do love that, but I, I, I like I like when it gets extended because one year we met up up in New Hampshire, and I got the best of both worlds where I like did a night with friends, hanging out, and then I drove all the way down to the Jersey Shore from New Hampshire, and saw my family, and we did yeah you know grill in the backyard, grandpa's there, music's playing, it's probably like you know Steely Dan or something or the Police, and he's like oh the drummer's great. And you have the same conversation you've had a million times. And then you walk to the beach and you watch fireworks. And it's like, you know, it's straight out of Sandy, 4th of July, Springsteen. There's also something about being in South Jersey on 4th of July. It's like, it's it's South Jersey's Christmas. Yeah. They care oh, totally. way 100%. more about 4th of July than they do about Christmas. Yeah. That's a, people, you know, it's a legit, like, people toss around 4th of July as a holiday a lot. Yeah. South Jersey, it's a holiday. With a South Jersey, H. it's a freaking holiday. Philly, too. Yeah. Philly, South Jersey, it's a holiday. New York, yeah. 4th of July is like fucking, I don't know. You get a day off from work, people shoot fireworks in the street, that's cool. You can see them, you know, it's, it's cool. But like, yeah. you know, it's very, uh, so I think that's my, that's my, like a, just a, a traditional white 4th of July is pretty much what I grew up on. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me not to want that every time. Like I should be driving yeah. to Ocean City right now. It sucks that I'm not driving out to the beach to like see my family. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it's, um, I think it falls in the same category as New Year's for me, which is just like. Needs to be a holiday celebrated with friends. Yeah. You know? I don't know the last time I celebrated 4th of July with my family just because I don't care. Like, I, you know, what are they going to do? The 4th of July is I love or like, yeah, where we went to New Hampshire or like when I'm in a pool or on a beach with, with friends and different groups of people that you don't usually see. Like, that's just awesome. You know, hopefully hopefully we can get a little piece of, of that this year. And, you know, if you're out there celebrating 4th of July or I guess this episode will come out after 4th of July. So we hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. And wherever you're going, have a hot dog. Have a that, So, I mean, that's, I'm going to add that to them. Yes. Having a hot dog is number Gotta one. Have a hot importance. Dog. And if you play some volleyball. Yeah, you need some volleyball. So here's a question I got for you. Ranking 4th of July grill foods. Oh, yeah. It cha- it's changed throughout my life. 
what are your top or I just I just think let's just imagine you're at a barbecue Fourth of July. Yep. What are your what's your your paper plate three items? Oh, thank you for asking. That. Three items only. Yeah. Okay. You know, make I'll take choose. it. A hot dog is number one. When I was a kid, I would have said hamburger. Fuck hot dogs. As like an, an adult, idiot. totally yeah. changed that. Hot dogs are way unbelievable. Better. So, Way but better. I'd have a hot dog, I'd have a hamburger, all the fixings. I want lettuce, tomato, pickles, onions, ketchup, you know, relish, mustard, ketchup on the hot dog. And then I want just like a potato salad. Out there. Okay, potato salad's an interesting choice. I was debating that. I think for me, I mean, I'm with you in that. I think I had to give hamburger my number two just because it's like. You cannot have hamburger. You can't not have a hamburger, but I maybe it's the nitrates. Just uh, hot dogs to me are just so much better. They're, They're just so, so much better off the grill yeah. than a hamburger. If I'm going to a restaurant, like I, unless it's a hot dog place, like I'll rarely get a hot dog. No, you know. Sometimes I'll do a hot dog just as like a that's a big Five Guys order. You know, as a big palate cleanser. If you get your you get your your Five Guys cheeseburger, you need a palate cleanser with a hot dog. Right. But on off a grill, like, there's no. just no competition. It's and my number three has got to just be plain Lay's potato chips. There's wow. just something Love about. It. Just something about like the hot dog, and, yellow you know, bag. You got your pat cleansing hamburger, and you got your yellow bag, greasy as shit, lace yeah. potato chips. I don't want the fancy Cape Cod stuff. Not on, not on this day. No, not on this day. Cape Cod doesn't speak for all of America. Lay's it does. Doesn't. Lay's, Lay's does. Lay's is does. the potato chip of America. <laughs> yes, very true. So I think that's where I'm at. I hope you know, my wish for all of our listeners is that you got a hot dog and some Lay's potato chips this weekend. That's, it's, that's it's from the, the bottom of my of heart. Great. Um, speaking of listeners and listeners that we care about from the bottom of our heart, we've got another voicemail from our, our boy, Jody Husky, um, talking about a little, giving us a little update, a little where are they now in terms of his, uh, his, uh, his quarantine situation. As you remember from last time, he had had to move his uh, gaming system into a separate room because his roommate couldn't appreciate the... Um, I guess we just call it the struggles of running a FIFA Ultimate team, which yep. we commiserated with. We, we appreciated that. So without further ado, uh, long-time listener, second-time caller, Jody Husky. Fellas, greetings and salutations, huh? Hey, it's Jody back to provide an update on the Cohab FIFA situation. Uh, so shortly after I moved the entire entertainment center as well as the Xbox out of the shared space, my roommate demanded it be put back so she could play that Miss Pac-Man game that we downloaded from the Microsoft Store for like, But since then, I also came to the sobering realization that my ultimate team, you know, just wasn't going to get markedly better. So I've really cut down on my FIFA time as well as effort to, you know, a few games a week here and there when I feel like it type of uh, scenario. And since I never had any real skin in the game as far as money or anything like that, it's been a really great feeling to be free of all the the hustle and and bustle of the economy. And uh, business is once again good, baby. So congrats on another terrific show, and stay blessed. Another great voicemail from Jody Husky. <laughs> I, Thanks for I, calling. I love the guy. Raises a couple really good points. I, there's a number of things to touch on. One, his experience moving the entertainment system back into the common space for his roommate is, um, yeah, we salute you. I mean, we this is not that. something I've had to deal with, but I think anyone who has a significant other um, where either party is not on the same page about video games. Very difficult. You take what you can get. Yeah. You take what you can get. Because to a single bachelor like myself, the thought of moving my system from one area to another at the whim of another human being, uh, I can't imagine it. I'm also apparently incapable of love. So, you know, who knows? If I was in a different situation, you know, like you are. Yeah. 
the thought it's just it's not an either or it's just you would much rather have to compromise on a space for the fact that your person can get some joy out of a video game system is enough it doesn't matter if it's pac-man it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh you know traffic crossing farmland doesn't matter yep you mean sorry valley no, <laughs> that's the one exception. That's the <laughs> one exception. You got to end it. You better. You better. You better end it. You're totally you get right. Get your ass out. Get your ass out of Stardew Valley. I, I would. You, you said it better than I could have. Like, you could take any victory. Yeah, a any win is victory. a win. Because the, win the number one, the number one, un, misunder like, you know, the thing that you go into cohabitating, whether it's with a, a roommate who doesn't play video games or a significant other, is. N- any of those times we weren't together before, I was playing video games. You know, when we weren't living together, I was playing video games. Right. When we weren't together, right. I was with my friends playing video games. You're pulling back the curtain. Right. And if, right. You, can, if you can derive some joy, get some interest in it, uh, that's, that's the key. I think there's a greater theme to it, which is just in anything we look at, you have to make progress through common ground. Yep. You yep. know? Truth and re- reconciliation. It's what br- you, have, you have to find what brings us together. And common loves, common passions, and you use that. You you leverage that in a positive way. Yep. And everyone ends up happy. So hats off to Jody. Congrats. And uh, I want to touch on his FIFA note, which is just this is so funny because it is just identical. I mean, I'm sure you you knew where this is going from the second yeah. start. That is just it's just the life cycle of FIFA. Every year, my roommate and I co-managed a f- ultimate team, and every year we'd buy a new FIFA. We'd play it obsessively. For I want to say three to five months, where we would cry, climb up the divisions. I think divisions go like ten to one. I think so. Could be wrong. It's been a while. Every time we'd get to division three, get relegated back to division five, make it back up to division three, get relegated back to division seven. It's a game of streaks, and eventually you just got you just realize that like the one you were never going to make it past division three. Two, the stress just wasn't worth it. Like it just. It became toxic, you know. Every year it became toxic. We got to a point where we were just like we couldn't co-manage. We'd get in fights, <laughs> regardless of whether we were playing FIFA or not. You know, suddenly you start pointing fingers. A lot of this is the co-manager. I mean, I imagine you're just managing on your own. You're doing this all in the mirror, but you're pointing fingers. You know, because one of you're us getting open. very frustrated too. Yes, for me, I do it by myself. Extremely frustrating. Like it can ruin a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can ruin. Yeah, and and it's just easy. I mean, FIFA. I talk about it like FIFA, but it's with any game where you just so easily fall into it. I mean, you can say the same for Call of Duty is like, except the consequences, I guess. You know, the, Much the problem with FIFA, right, is every game has a ranked, most first-person shooters these days have like a ranked gameplay area. If you have six bad games in a row, you could go down a rank and like people work hard for this. FIFA is like, drags the casual player into that. At first, you're just managing an ultimate team because it's fun to make your own soccer team. And then... Suddenly, you're like, oh, you're fucking chewing your fingernails off because, you know, they're not aerodynamic enough to help you get to Division 2. And that just happened every year. Like, it just got so toxic. We'd, we'd be lashing out at each other. Like, you're not opening the game. You know, you're, you know, my roommate would open up with a 3-0 lead. I'd blow it in the second half, you know, vice versa. And, just, and it, every year just got to the point where, like, we'd stop playing for a week. And you'd just be way happier. Yeah. Um, one note I do want to touch on, and I want to say we love our sorry the roommate. My speaking of roommates, my roommate is speaking of what's coming up next. Love the fact Jody Husky's leaving voicemails. We want more voicemails. Please and send I think more voicemails. Jody Husky has opened up an incredible vein for us, 
which is how many months are we in a quarantine now? Like it's like at least it's like four, four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's four. Um, look, back in March, April, like you could say anything you want about quarantine. You could bitch about it. You could, you know, there was a lot of stuff to moan about. Now, especially with like political events and the fact that we've been in this for five months and we've got this other spike oncoming, um, it's. I think it's harder to talk about to really like. I think there's just a sense in the air of like, hey, I can't really complain about this because everyone's dealing with this. Right. I completely disagree. This is your new place. We want to hear all about your quarantine quarrels. New segment. You've got something that's bothering you in quarantine. I want you to reach out to us because I've got a number. They drive me insane. Yeah, we should you do know? ours maybe next time. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll get into it. If you give us one, we'll give you one. We'll go back and forth. So if you have a quarantine quarrel, hit us up on our Instagram. We'll either have you leave a voicemail. We'll just, we'll read your submission. We'll do whatever. Here's the podcast. You're happy now. No apostrophe, no question mark. Hit us up because we want to hear about it. And I think, you know, uh, in all seriousness, I think there is something to be taken from common spite, from common hatred. And I think we can all say like quarantine sucks. Like it sucks. We joke. We joke about the fact that like we were born for it, that I practiced this for three years in New York by not going outside. All true, but it sucks. As humans, we need connection. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Like, it sucks. And I think um, while there are definitely more important things going on um, that we need to be aware of and need to talk about as well, I uh, can't just sweep the quarantine stuff under the rug. So no, if you've got something niche. you want to whine about, whine about is a tough term, but I whine a lot. If you have something you want to talk about where someone's bugging you on quarantine, the advantage of this show is if you listen to it, your roommate probably doesn't listen. And that's something we should change. You should share it. But if you're in on but the ground here, floor, at least you have that platform. We're here for yeah. the spite. Exactly. We're here for the yep. spite. So hit us up. Quarantine Curls. We want to make this a weekly thing. We want to go into it. I've got a full cup of Quarantine Curls. I can't wait to get into it next week. Um, before we do that, you know what time it is before we wrap this whole thing up. It's time for Nerd Keeks. Nerd Keeks. My favorite My favorite time of the week where I dunk on you with my knowledge, my nerddom, on whatever it is. I, I just get posterized. I make you feel insuperior. I do want to issue a correction, a few corrections last week. Um... I, I took, actually, when I was editing, I get the advantage of listening back to all of the arguments that Nick makes and then being able to poke holes in them. Uh, as you may know, we talked about Last of Us last week. Um, Nick accused me of made him of making him watch the end of the game, which is true. But there's something you forgot, Nick. What did I forget? And there's something that you love to do. There's something you love to do that uh, only people who live with you know about. What is it? You love to go to bed. Oh, I love to you go to bed. love to go to bed. Yeah, You yeah. love to go to bed. And I remember vividly trying to make you, which I did try to do, watch the entire last mission of it, of Last of Us. And you eventually said, no, I have to go to bed. <laughs> I, I've been watching you for half an hour. I have to go to bed. So there's still an ending I can't to argue discover. It. In my memory of it, this was during the day, but at the same time, that sounds very, very like me. Yeah, I'm sure you do remember it that way. Yeah. Because if there's something, if there's another thing you love to do, it's forget. It's misremember things. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, all. I can't argue with If you wonder what it's like to live with Nick, you hear a lot about bedtime and you have the same conversation a number of times. And that's beautiful. <laughs> You're a great roommate. You know? Best years of my life. It's like living um, with, a, <laughs> with someone with dementia. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm prepared. Um, this, the, I've been waiting to talk about this on Nerd Kegs for weeks. For weeks. Um, and this is a, a, a TV show recommendation. I wrote about it on the blog. You should check it out. I'm trying not to do these as like a review because no one wants to hear a review. People might want to hear why you like it. I love this show. It's called Patriot. 
It's on Amazon. If you're not boycotting Jeff Bezos for any number of legitimate reasons, uh, you should check it out. It streams. It's two seasons. And it is my, I would say, I mean, Watchmen was great, but I would say that this was probably my favorite show of the year and definitely one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, Wow. The writers and the directors joke about the fact that, like, if you were trying to make an elevator pitch for this show, you'd need to be in a skyscraper. So it's just a hard show to nail down. But it is, uh, on the surface, a spy show. There's a head of intelligence, and he's handling his son on this kind of simple, what's supposed to be a simple move money from A to B. Everything goes wrong. It's like a mix of burn after reading, and it deals with kind of like the the fuck-ups, the bureaucratic fuck-ups that happen in the spy world and in Bruges and that it deals with this kind of very tortured protagonist. And it is incredible. It is just, it is, I can't say enough, like a show that can only be two seasons and be so well-written and have such well-fleshed-out characters and just such a story. What impresses me is, like, it's obviously about just everything going wrong, but it still maintains, like, a sense of optimism, which is really beautiful. You know, I think it reminds me a lot of Fargo in some ways, but I think Mm. Fargo, where Fargo kind of tries to show us, like, how humans at their core are not good in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. I think Patriot brings, it's a super dark show, like definitely falls under dark comedy, but it brings levity in that, like, I think it focuses more on, like, common humanity and, and connection and love in strange circumstances. And it just, it's a beautiful show, and it's a great quarantine watch. Um, I read about this in the blog. Like, I think we're all on a strange point. I'm definitely in a strange point with quarantine. And it was nice to watch something where it was like, you know, being so far from our friends and so far from people we care about and what we want to do and kind of in such uncertainty. Like, having a show that shows us a world in which, like, even with pitfalls, things can be okay and, and there are connections that can be made in those unexpected places. Like, that was just such a refreshing thing for me to watch, for me to appreciate. I don't know if. I think I would, it's just a great show, so I think I would have appreciated that regardless, but it hit home even more, um, kind of in the current climate of things. Um, and I just can't recommend it enough. It's, it's got something for everyone, and it's just, it's, uh, it's amazing. And like the trailers won't do it justice, yet they won't show you the depth of the show. You just need to watch the first episode. And like, you've all got the time to do it. This is like my biggest Nerd Keys recommendation. Yeah, this, this Nerd Keys got really soft, you know? Yeah, I'm, really I'm a soft, like a, I'm a soft nerd. Yeah. Soft, a soft nerd. Yeah, no, and that's what it'll it melt you. It must be great. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll it watch is it. great. And on that note, I do want to say that uh, through the video we made this week on our Instagram, here's a podcast, you're happy, no, 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 punctuation, no question mark, made it really seem like we were shitting on the Patriot last week. And I just want to be, uh, I want to be absolutely clear. I love the Patriot. It's a I will really probably good watch movie. the Patriot probably watch it this weekend very the patriot actually speaking fourth of july might be the best like indication of fourth of july in that like this is a great ideal version of america that's super problematic when we look deeply at the way it represents things yeah um but it's nice to have you know it's nice to like have 30 (laughs) seconds you're like wow america is awesome and then (laughs) you know you can have a minute of like Huh, oh, I no wonder if... a bad if, dude. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the main character is anti-Semitic. Uh, there's a lot of things to uh, dive into on Patriot, on the Patriot, but it's a, it's a watch. You know, it's a great watch. It I love the Patriot. If, when and that's speaking, on TNT, you stop and yeah. you watch it. And speaking, I talked last week of, like, enjoying historical movies because they take threads out of real things that... Ha- like, oh, man, the Patriot, for having such... For being infamous for such historical inaccuracy, yeah. it has some really great deep-cut little things it's picking out of history 
sometimes incorrectly, but very cool. But that's you know? that's the fun part of historical fiction. Battle of the Cowpens, Nick. Battle yeah. of the Cowpens. That's the actual at the end of the movie. They use an actual strategy that was used at Battle of Cowpens, North Carolina. No way. Wouldn't turning know. Point, turn, turning side of the word. I know you wouldn't know. Yeah, you know, I'm you're not, not a nerd. Not, I'm not a revolution guy. Yeah, you're not a nerd. Actually, that's a lie. At one point, early was a revolution guy. <laughs> you were a wolf guy. You were for sure a revolution <laughs> well, guy. Of course, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. One of the same. I mean, the revolution gets you psyched in eighth grade, and you're learning American history, and you're good at it, and you're like, oh shit, this was cool. And they made a movie about it. But also, you know, to be honest, revolutionary heroes. I did a biography project on Ben Franklin in second grade, and I think he was always my revolutionary guy. Yeah, maybe you are a nerd. Oh, for sure. Maybe you 100%. are. hundred percent. You just yeah. have the segment. Were there a few? Yeah, were there a few? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> It's mine. There were a few movies that were like, because pa- the Patriot was hyped up for me. So when I actually got to watch it, yeah, God, that was a that was a release. I well, mean, also because at the age it, we were when it came out, like it was it was rated R, right? And it was like Couldn't pretty violent. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part also really got people like young boys psyched. It was like I saw this movie. Yeah. It was like about the Revolutionary great, War. It's really gory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I they do they just thoughts. do it right. Like you know they just they that I mean. If you haven't seen The Patriot at this point, and you think the fact that I'm about to mention Vengeance is going to spoil it, shame on you. You're not going to watch The Patriot if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I think few movies do Vengeance like as well as The Patriot. I mean, you could also say that's due to Mel Gibson, who has a vengeful spirit. But uh, yeah, he's good at getting it into character. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, I just when I think of that storyline, I just think, man, they did that Vengeance. Like I, I wanted, I was in that. You know, I wanted Vengeance. Yeah. You know, and I wanted America to be born. Yeah, man. He, I mean, which one do you prefer, Braveheart or the Patriot? Oh, dude, that's tough. I mean, also fuck fuck Mel Gibson for the record. Yeah, fuck I'll, Mel I'll Gibson. go on record saying fuck Mel Gibson. But yeah, those are good yeah. movies. Yeah, they are really good movies. It's tough, man. It's uh, I think the one thing that Patriot has going for it is uh. It's shorter. Yeah, Braveheart's the one shit. You know, and I think the other thing, I, you know, the funny thing is, like, I think Braveheart is, I think, makes an effort to be more historical, right? Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit less fun of a watch. Yeah. And I still don't know if it, like, does it justice, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that Braveheart is also pretty much incredibly historically inaccurate. Yeah. Um, but, like, they definitely, they, it's framed more as a... Like Patriot is a revenge story set during the American Revolution. Braveheart right. is the historic, you know, the story it's a historical of, yeah. retelling of something. But I love Braveheart, man. Braveheart's awesome. It's just you just there's you got to devote more. Like you know, if you watch the Patriot, you're like, I'm getting action. I'm getting a, a revenge story. I'm in. I'm out. It's on TNT. Braveheart yeah. is like a commitment, right? More quotable movie. Braveheart, 100. percent Oh, definitely. Also, like, oh, can I Patriot ask you one leaves, more? Patriot leaves you with a little bit of a better taste in your mouth. You know, yeah. yes. Go ahead, man. These three, well, two of these, these two movies came out the same year: Gladiator or Braveheart. Uh, or no, Gladiator or or The Patriot. Sorry, no, Gladiator, Braveheart. My bad, my bad. Speaking, I mean, Gladiator is another. Cla- I mean, it's all Gladiator. three of these are these R-rated movies that came out and yeah. were like. I think Fellowship dude, I came don't out know. The next year too. I don't know if I would go Gladiator or Braveheart. I go Gladiator, dude. Ninety-eight to two through two thousand one had some serious. I don't movies. know, dude. For sure. Yeah, there was a power, and that was like we were seven years old at that point. Right, it was like a bunch of it was like war movies, and war, but like, like Saving Private action, Ryan, I'm sure came out then. Yeah, like you know, yeah, some serious so just, stuff. Yeah, Spielberg was just on his shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean, they're all they're all those like R rated. We couldn't have them. 
it's so hard it to rank them. Like so much up to it, that, that adds you know? so much to like the memory of it of being like, yes. oh, we were just like we were in elementary school. Kids with older brothers and sisters got to see these movies. I didn't. Yeah. And all I heard about was how fucking awesome they were. So when I finally yeah, did I mean, see them two years later, I, I, I already was I was predispositioned to love them already. Yeah. And they Speaking of I mean, Vengeance, yeah, Gladiator does it like, well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I actually know the woman who won the Oscar for the music for Gladiator. And that's like the best part of the movie. Yeah, it's amazing. I would argue that's incredible. But I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's just tough. It's just hard. It's it's like a crime. That's a real Sophie's Choice. Being a movie that probably came out in '98. I was gonna say, what year did Sophie's Choice come out? <laughs> to be honest, I've never actually seen it. I've never seen it either. Yeah. Oh, it's 1982. <laughs> it's much earlier. <laughs> we'll cut it. We'll cut this. We'll cut yeah, this out. This was that. episode 70 of Here's a Podcast. Here you happy now? We dove in a little bit of everything this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will be back next week with episode 71. We are two weeks away. From episode number 72, Ken Burns presents Here's a Podcast for You Happen and presents Golf. Get your stories That's in. Be a big one. Send them to text get your us, stories DM in. us. Yes. We want to talk to you. We'll get you on the pod. Yep. I'm, if we're going to start laying us, out what we want to talk about. We're reaching back out. Yeah. We want to hear about it. I we're going to build, we're gonna build like, a sweeping narrative. I'm going to go in on golf. Like I'm I'm anti-golf. So if you want to yeah, stand I don't up know for if golf. I, yeah, I don't know where I fall yet. Yeah. You know, I there are There are things I like about golf and there are things that I question about golf. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think this is a ripe opportunity for you to have your voice heard. Yep. You know, we've already got some great opinions that have come out. So come out again. If you send us a message, we're going to reply to you. Okay. Because we want as much input as we can. This is going to be the best episode about golf in our history. In our history. So you can look forward to that. Yep. Shout out to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast, you're happy now. Episode 70. Nick, are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.